we have an American president that nobody is listening to. Would you believe the most dangerous man in the world is a doddering grifter who's constantly slurping through his ill-fitting dentures? That's right, Joe Biden. And we've got the quotes to prove it. Hey, everybody, I'm Steve Green with Bill Whittle and Scott Odd, and this is Right Angle, brought to you by the members of BillWhittle.com. And before we get to today's dangerous topic, do me a quick favor. Hit that uh, that that notification button, that five-star button, that like button, or if you're on one of those weird video hosting services that nobody's ever heard of and it's googly eyes, hit the googly eyes. Whatever it is, every little bit helps us, and that helps you continue to see this great stuff. All right, gentlemen. Wow. What a weekend the alleged president of the United States had. It started early on Friday and it went through the entire weekend with White House staff, the secretary of state, just trying to walk back pretty much everything he said while he was over in Europe, allegedly trying to calm things down in Poland. Um, Scott, let's start with you. (laughs) Oh, boy. So, While Joe Biden was speaking to uh, men and women of the 82nd Airborne Division who got uh, uh, deployed to Poland uh, because of the Ukraine war, Biden told them, you're going to see when you're there, meaning Ukraine, you're going to see when you're there. And some of you have been there. What? Uh, You're going to see you're going to see women, young people standing in the middle of in the middle, in front. Okay, I can only quote this so much before I lose track because clearly Joe Biden doesn't know what he's saying here. You're going to see women, young people standing in the middle, in front of a damn tank, just saying, I'm not leaving, I'm holding my ground. Um, Scott, did you know we were going to deploy the 82nd Airborne to fight in Ukraine? I'm pretty sure the 82nd Airborne didn't know that. Um, and if that is, I mean, there's, there's several levels of this and, and, and none of them are good. Uh, one is that there's a guy who just kind of lost his moorings in the middle of a speech who also happens to be the commander in chief of the most powerful military force the world has ever seen. Uh, that's, that's bad enough there. Uh, number two is the possibility that he was, uh, he has been discussing something in private consultations with, uh, you know, leaders in the Pentagon and his defense secretary, And he accidentally blurted it out in a a publicly recorded session. Uh, Nothing good about that. And and this is, uh, it's being portrayed in the media as this kind of series of gaffes and the the White House is backpedaling and trying to walk things back. But this isn't gaffes. This isn't like some goofy mistake that somebody made. These have serious implications for people's lives. If the leader of of Russia begins to believe that the 82nd Airborne is in the midst of a deployment or about to be deployed into this situation, that changes everything. The facts on the ground have been completely altered by that, and it requires a response or a preparation for a response on the part of Vladimir Putin. And so this is this is serious stuff, and they should not allow, and I say they, I mean, he's the president of the United States, but whoever is giving him counsel should say, Mr. President, you can't stand up and say a single word that you don't read off a teleprompter. You cannot wing this. You cannot be, you know, good old Joe telling stories in front of the media or in front of the, you know, the army guys or something. You need to be precise in your words because your words carry weight and could save or risk lives. Well, normally the president's words carries weight. Um, carry weight. I'm not so sure if that's uh, necessarily true anymore. I'd also add, I can't remember who uh, who wrote this, Scott, but there was an editorial in the Wall Street Journal 
on Friday of last week saying that Joe should just not speak in public anymore. Or if he does, stick to the teleprompter. And, and and that's it. You can't even read off the teleprompter very oh, well, well Why do you need a president who'd be able to speak in front of the public? What a, what an outrageous what an outrageous standard to call for. Well, and we, we talked about this a little bit, Steve, in the, in the backstage episode, but um, Harris Faulkner on Fox News said something which struck me. She said that what's even worse than what the president did was the mishandling of the situation by the White House communications team who just didn't seem like they seemed utterly blindsided by it and just didn't seem to know how to handle it. And it occurred to me, it reminded me of what I remember reading about President Eisenhower, who made a diligent effort to make sure that the leader of the Soviet Union never really knew exactly what the president of the United States was thinking when it came to the use of nuclear weapons. He wanted the Soviet premier to always think that the president of the United States was a crazy SOB who just might press a button sometime. And in this opportunity, once you have the president of the United States out there, like Biden was, suggesting regime change, suggesting deployment of troops and stuff like that. I think you can you can clarify that remark, but you should leave it a little open ended at that point, so that the Russian leader really doesn't know: is this was this a mistake on Biden's part? Was he serious? Was you know is it possible that there's something going on here that I need to be ready for? And you can use that as a bargaining chip when you sit down with you know diplomats sit down with him and say, look. Uh, here's the official U.S. policy, and you already knew that. Here's what you just heard President Biden say. Frankly, the president keeps his own counsel and has significant power to deploy and to accomplish kinetic military goals. Yeah, and Eisenhower was such a thorough planner. He had plans, detailed plans, on how to put his actual plans together. And one of his plans was to not necessarily let people know what his plans were. Um, yeah. Deeply, deeply interesting guy. Great leader, unlike what we have today. Bill, from there, things went from bad to worse. Um, Biden, in a moment of what was later excused as Irish passion, I'm not kidding you, that excuse was trotted out, said, for God's sake, this man, meaning Vladimir Putin, cannot remain in power. So we've now elevated the stakes in Ukraine to regime change in Moscow. Um, you want to tell us a little bit about nuking Sun Tzu's Golden Bridge? Yeah, Sun Tzu, um, uh, among the many, many wise things he wrote about in The Art of War, he said, always construct a golden bridge for your enemy to retreat over. In other words, it's better to have your enemy retreat and surrender, surrender basically, than it is to fight him and, and take losses and, and kill some of his guys too. Better for everybody. Get him to surrender. Give him an honorable way out. Give him a, give him the, the means to back down. And then you win. And what what Joe Biden has done is he's just planted a bunch of C4 charges and blown that golden bridge right into the right into the sky. He's atomized it. He's given Putin no choice now. If the president of the United States, who's not an insignificant commenter on this international situation, says that the that the that, that Putin has to go and anybody who's studied a little bit of Russian history and I have too. Uh, you either die of natural causes of old age, or when you go, you're 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 going because of the nine millimeter headache, headache that you got. So what he's basically saying is, Putin either wins this war or is going to die, and that's not what you want to do, especially when there were negotiations going on and so on. So these are the specifics. So let's get down to business now. This this bullshit is not funny anymore. Okay, it's not funny anymore. 
It was never funny to me. I kept talking about his cognitive disabilities because exactly situations like this can occur. Because the man has no understanding of what he's doing and what he's saying. And, and with all due respect, Scott, to say that the job of the president is to only read what's on the teleprompter is to essentially say, why don't we just elect the teleprompter? And who's <laughs> writing the stuff on the teleprompter? Because he's not writing it. You cannot do these kind of things as the leader of this country. You can't do it as a leader of any country. And so this is not just embarrassing anymore. This is now very, very, very dangerous. Vladimir Putin is He's not crazy, but he is absolutely disconnected from reality as we understand it. This is what happens to dictators when you've been a dictator for 20 years and only hear what people want you to hear. One of the things that we heard about in Ukraine was uh, was the alleged report that a, a Soviet, a Russian tank commander basically committed suicide because he found out the 10% of the tanks that he was responsible for actually functioning, right? So this is the level of 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 fantasy that, that this entire Russian leadership is operating in. And, and nobody knows what a remark like telling the 82nd Airborne, you're gonna, you know, when you get there, you're gonna see it. I don't think he was leaking information that he may have been considering as an option. I think he was just, as, as you said, uh, Scott, and as you said, Steve, he's just, you know, he's just, he's, he's just old man shaking fist at cloud, right? And we cannot afford this anymore. And, and of course, the best news, of course, is, is that if, if Joe Biden is retired for mental in, incapacity, which I maintain was the case before, well before he was elected, then, of course, we can all relax because then we have the gravitas of the vice president who can just step in and, and, and reassure mm. all of our allies and, 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 to, and to continue to, uh, to worry our enemies because Kamala Harris, obviously, has got the kind of grip on, on these weighty issues that, that will restore American deterrence. Forget about prestige. That ship sailed a long time ago. <laughs> you, you cannot have the president of the United States be unable to ad lib. If you were telling me that the only way to deal with the president of the United States is to make sure that he never says anything that's not on a teleprompter, then that is not a president of the United States. Well, and Bill, that's, I'm sure you the, understand that I'm saying we have to deal with the president we have right now, not the president that we wish we had or the president we might have in the future. Well, if the president we have right now is only capable of reading off a teleprompter, then it's time to get another president because he is not fit to hold office. Right. I mean, that, that's the admission. If, if you're saying that the president cannot speak extemporaneously about the issues of the day because of what he might say because of his mental decline, then it's time to get another president. That, that is a declaration. It's an admission he's unfit for office. And he is unfit for office and he needs to be replaced quickly. And, and, and this kind of thing is finally making re people realize that this isn't just a game. It's not just an embarrassment. No. It's a serious business. A few days before Joe Biden went off and, and, and started talking about, you know, I, I'm surprised he didn't didn't bring corn pop into the argument. But the point of it is, is a few days before he told the 82nd Airborne, you're going to see it. You're going to when you go, you're going to see it. Vladimir Putin had said that if NATO gets involved in this fight, there will be there will be a nuclear response. He basically said that. And then two days later, the president says this in a day after that, he says, Oh, and, and, and Vlad Putin has uh, got to go. Vlad, Vladimir Putin has to go. This is not, this is not a Hollywood celebrity. This isn't a governor, right? You're dealing with a, you're dealing with a guy now in the Kremlin who is not only paranoid, he is, 
he is cornered. And, and Putin himself, talking about his childhood, talked about the time when he was growing up at a poor, uh, in a, just in a crummy little Soviet flat, and he had to go into a room and there was a rat in there. He had to get the rat out of the room and the rat was in a corner. And he said, all I learned from that is you never, don't ever corner a rat, right? Well, now you've got a guy who's on a hair trigger anyway. And these things, Let's not forget, by the way, let's not forget that just before this thing happened, Biden said, um, well, if Russia were to go into Ukraine and, 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 and as long as it was just a limited border incursion, then then we probably wouldn't respond to that. You know, so so w w at what point do you stop absolving him of the responsibility for this? He didn't launch the invasion. It's Putin's invasion. He is the one that has the moral onus on his shoulders. But. The job of the United States, at least as I remember it, was to prevent these kind of things, to use the power and the prestige and the $600 billion we spent a year for the last lifetime to do something to prevent these kind of things. And when the president is not only not preventing them, but accelerating them, you got a real problem. Yeah, we do indeed. In fact, things got arguably even worse from there, believe it or not. Uh, President Biden was asked what would happen if Vladimir Putin were to use chemical weapons in Ukraine. And again, Ukraine is not our fight. I don't mind giving him javelin missiles and stinger missiles. This is not our fight. Nevertheless, Biden said we would respond if he uses it. All right, folks, I got to get a little detailed here. There are three kinds of weapons of mass destruction, biological weapons, chemical weapons, and nuclear weapons. Now, since the U.S. does not possess biological or chemical weapons and hasn't for decades, it has been for, I think, 50 years, the explicit and, uh, and public policy of the United States that if, that if weapons of mass destruction were used against us, we would respond with the only kind of weapon of mass destruction that we have, and that's nukes. And so Biden is out there rattling his nuclear saber on the world stage, talking about what's going on in Ukraine. Now, the good news is um, Russia and Ukraine are sitting down for more peace talks. So apparently, this brings us to the bad news. Despite all the threats and saber rattling and regime change, apparently no one in Russia or anywhere else is taking Biden seriously anymore. And we have an American president that nobody is listening to at a time when major warfare has broken out in Europe for the first time since 1945 with a global supply chain crisis and a looming global food shortage coming up because we can't get any fertilizer out of Russia and we can't get any grain out of Russia or Ukraine and things are breaking down all over the place. But at least nobody takes Joe Biden seriously. That's your right angle on that, brought to you by, by the members of BillWhittle.com. Just a quick reminder, folks, content like this needs sponsors like you. So if you've been watching these for free, go to BillWhittle.com, make a one-time donation, or heck, become a member. We'd love to have you on board. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time.